This is the Circle City News with Madison. And Mark, and I would like to take a quick shout out to our sponsor, Law Office of Mark Nicholson. He fights against the travesty of justice and he has made this podcast possible today. Good morning. Today is January 1st, 2022. I hope you had a happy new year and hope and pray that 2022 brings a lot of good cheer, a lot of health and a lot of just just more positive energy and positive stuff. We are here with Madison, Ali, of course, me, Martin Nicholson, and also our special guest, Painty Toes, all the way from Belgium. Hey. <laughs> very, very excited to speak with her. And we won't go into a bunch of extra topics or anything like that. I think we're just going to delve right in to this new year with Painting Toes. First of all, I think the name is just like fantastic. It's like very creative of a name, uh, Painting Toes. And I also know that uh, we have, because I did research, we have a listener uh, that it really likes feet and as you're a foot model and also there is a, a statistic that i think that is like one of the number one um, male fetishes is the attraction of the foot you most people probably think it would be the breast you know um but apparently it's the foot so take it away madison <laughs> yeah hi Penny toes it's so nice to meet you hi it's nice to meet you guys too <laughs> thanks for having me <laughs> of course thanks for freeing on space in your evening you said it was about 5 30 yep. p.m where you're from yeah awesome awesome you haven't had a good day thus far thus far yes a very relaxing day <laughs> good <laughs> so i'm just gonna kind of dive in a little bit about your background and what brought you to the foot fetish industry and sort of what you technically call what you do. Is it sex work? Is there like a specific title for what it is that you do? Uh, so I started about a year ago. It's going to be a year in January. Uh, I have known about foot fetishes uh, for a very long time. My husband is a very, uh, he likes my feet a lot. And he was nagging me for years to do something with it and uh I finally decided I had a severe um, injury on my lungs and I had to cut back uh, hours at work. So I was like, mm, I have all this free time and I used to have a very active hobby and I couldn't uh, do my hobby anymore. So uh, what I'm going to do now and I could use some extra cash and I was like, why why won't I try it? And then I did all the research <laughs> because I have to know everything about something before I start with it. Mm -hmm. And uh, <laughs> and uh, then I found out about Instagram and uh, how to beat the algorithm and how to get into the community and. Uh, then I discovered OnlyFans because OnlyFans wasn't a huge thing here in Belgium, um, uh, even though we had a, the pandemic and everybody was locked inside. So in America, it got really big. But over here, only like two months ago, it's gotten in the news and 
was like, oh, women are making yeah. money with <laughs> this site and what is it? It was like, I'm on it for a year now. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so uh, it started like that. Uh, I would call it sex work because when you look up what a fetish is, it is sexualization of uh, an act or a body part or a feeling. So yeah. a sex preference, yeah, right? Indeed. Uh, me, my, uh, I don't go fully nude because I have a teenage son. And mm -hmm. before I started out, we had a huge conversation about it. With my son, with my husband, what can I do? I can't. What can't I do? And so, to respect everybody uh, and respect myself, of course, too, uh, I started the OnlyFans, and I'm not in it to make a lot of money. I know some models do make a good living off it, but it's just a hobby that got out of hands. fun side project. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's incredible. I know before we recorded, you said that uh, the city of Belgium, where you're located, is dominantly a liberal yeah. Um, yeah. city. Is that true? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's free-minded, so... That's awesome, because I have not heard a single story in America where, um, like, a spouse is in sex work and there's, like, an open liberal conversation about it. It's a lot of defense and having to sort of like defend your right against or your right to do it, to perform it. Yeah. Um, so the fact that you could have a conversation with your teenage son and your husband who is in support and supports you through the process um, is mind boggling to hear for, for us, but also <laughs> extremely inspirational. Yeah, no, that's incredible. Really. There's not a lot of open conversation um, out here. So oh. <laughs> that's, that's awesome that you said that. Yeah. It's really incredible. We do have a very Catholic background here in Belgium, but, I was uh, brought up very narrow-minded and there was no uh, talk about sex or uh, no sexual education. It was just uh, women are made for babies and that's it. So I think it starts with yourself. I decided to not uh, teach my kids that kind of attitude and to be open about sex. If you have questions, ask them. Because he's not into foot fetishes or he's, he doesn't understand <laughs> it. But I taught him to be open about it. Everybody has a fetish. Everybody has that something that turns them on. And so he has to accept that. And he does. So, well, well, good for you. Good for you for raising your children with that like mindset. Because I know, um, like Madison said, it's not as much of an open conversation here. For sure, especially surrounding OnlyFans. But it's um, something I try to tell to other models too. It's not because you're open-minded and your kid is open-minded that the other parents and the other kids are brought up the same way. So mm -hmm. I bring up my child to be open, but I know if I would be more sexual and more uh, open on uh, OnlyFans. If this gets out, I don't have a problem with it. My husband does, doesn't have a problem with it. My son doesn't, but his friends, his uh, the parents of his friends, he lives in a community too. And small children, we don't think about it. Small children, six to seven years and younger, they don't have Instagram. 
they don't have the means to be on OnlyFans or but kids get older and like my son is on Instagram he's on all the porn sites <laughs> he's a teenager he's a 15 year old kid you can't expect them not to be on porn sites and I wouldn't mind him if he encountered uh, very explicit things but if his friends did that uh, would find out then that's a whole other story so I try to yeah that adds another dimension yes to it. you're yeah. never alone and especially if you have kids you have to respect their uh, community as well and their uh the peers they have and and the surroundings they have so you said that you were raised very catholic i was also raised catholic um but i know that there's an entirely different traditional dimension um being that Catholicism started more closely to where you're from. Um, so we kind of have like a, a whitewash sort of like diluted version of it over here, but were you born and raised in Belgium, the city that you're in right now? Yeah. 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 Okay. So it's sort of like a strict, cause I, we're awful at geography over here. We don't, <laughs> <laughs> we don't focus on it too much, but just in the region that you were in. Um, so is it very strict? And then in the city, people kind of like, free for all it or is it sort of just like a big collection of everything well you have to imagine we have big cities and all these big cities have like smaller um, communities and then like really small communities and you can see the um it's going from very liberal to lesser liberal and um, it used to be all, all Catholic, all the churches were full everywhere. Like I'm from a bigger city, but my grandmother went to church every Sunday, every Sunday. She wouldn't miss one Sunday. Uh, so it gradually changed. Like, I don't know anybody in my environment who goes to church. I go to churches when I'm on holiday or when I'm in the city and like, oh, this church, I haven't entered yet. So I'll have a look, but that's <laughs> it. <laughs> but uh, it, it's, yeah, it's diminishing and it's getting the community, the church community is getting smaller and a whole lot of churches are getting sold lately. So uh, oh, wow. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, finally. <laughs> a different time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, religion. So uh, we don't get. Oh, I'm sorry. Go oh, ahead. religion is not that big anymore over here. Not that big. We have a longer history kind of too. Out, yeah. <laughs> so, would you be able to maybe tell us about some some news that's happening over there that we might uh, over in America not be able to see or kind of not even have any clue what's going on? Um, I hate to like make you talk about the news but uh, <laughs> i'm just genuinely curious like what's going on where you're from or in the regions that you're from because there's a lot of different cultures and countries in just your your small region you were saying france is near yeah. you and uh, a few other ones you had listed um so yeah what i'm just curious as to maybe what's going on over there well we are getting back in lockdown so everything the numbers are still are uh, getting uh, worse every day with the new omnicron uh variants and uh so yeah not very good <laughs> a lot of covid stuff yeah, okay yeah, i yeah, got yeah, you yeah. <laughs> otherwise we're great <laughs> we're doing great <laughs> okay <laughs> well that's good i have to 
say your English is amazing. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> is English your first language or? Uh, no, Dutch is my first language. And then about uh, when we are 12 over here, we start learning French. Uh, and then when we are 14, most of us uh, start learning um, German. So we're, and English. So we're French speaking, uh, Dutch native, French speaking, uh, English speaking, uh, German. Uh, so yeah. that's amazing. <laughs> Some speak Italian. You speak, you speak four <laughs> languages? <Wow>. Uh, yes. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's incredible. Yeah. <laughs> wow, you guys are brilliant over there, really. Really. <laughs> Well, we have to because we have basically a Flemish part, so a Dutch part. Our country is divided in the Flemish part and a French part. Flemish is Dutch. And then there's a small community of um, German-speaking uh, people. And we have a lot of a lot of immigrants, so a lot of Turkish people over here, um, a lot of Italian people, a big Italian community. So, yeah. Wow. And we always watched uh, American and uh, English TV. <laughs> we grew up with it. <laughs> Not much good Flemish television. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got a lot of backlash when, like, during the Trump elections, when they were doing like the political debates and things. I'm not sure really close where you're from, but I know in like the UK area, there was a lot of people like, we're tuning into mm -hmm. this. This is a mess. Like, this is almost like reality TV. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's so funny for y'all over there when really it's our life over mm -hmm. here it's like pathetic i heard that there's like a lot of um people that pay pay close attention to the american politics yeah. and um is that something that's true in your region as well yeah 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 we have uh, american news uh daily in, in our news segment there's a daily segment uh, about american and foreign politics so oh wow that's crazy. That's crazy. Wow. We're all connected. That's, that's interesting. <laughs> so you mentioned Instagram and um, your OnlyFans. Is there any way, is there anywhere that you wanted to go from this possibly like to expand or did you kind of want to stay within OnlyFans? No, because of my age, I'm turning 40 next year and Instagram and OnlyFans is hard enough already. I tried Twitter and my son was like, mom, how can you, don't, don't you understand Twitter? It's so easy. It's so hard for me. And then the other day I started a Reddit account and after like posting two pictures, oh, this is too much. Oh, yeah. I, I have a day job too. I have a full-time day job. So I have a family to take care of a day job. And I don't know how these girls do it. All this social media, yeah. I can't keep up. Too much. <laughs> oh, yeah. So no, I'll keep it. So we're good where we're yeah. at. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, awesome. Well, Vinitas, thank you so much for coming on all the way from Belgium. It was thank so you. inspirational to talk to you and share some time with us today. Yeah, we really, really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Thank you. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> thank you. Oh, so glad. And we'll be sure to put your stuff up on blast um, on our description. So make sure you check that out and um, yeah. have a wonderful thank, day. Thank you very much. You, you too, guys. Thank you. Until <laughs> thank next you. time. Bye. Bye. <laughs> okay. So we're going to move into local news. I actually have quite a bit of stories about the um, schools in Indiana. 
Firstly, I want to say that Johnson and surrounding counties are opening the doors to aviation for grades 5 through 12 at the Aeronautical Center for Technology in Greenwood. Apparently, aviators took COVID as a ticket for early retirement, so they're leading to create a pipeline industry for the next generation. Soar, Indiana, fly. Um, so if that's something in your region, Allie, were you familiar with the, uh, the Aeronautical Center for Technology in Greenwood? No, I wasn't at all. I live like downtown, so I don't visit Greenwood much, but very good to know. Cool, cool. So that's an outside region from the city. Yes. Awesome, awesome. I think you had mentioned um, Indiana Wesleyan University are currently accepting applications for limited seated fellowship program called REEV. It focuses on sustainable living, gardening, agriculture, and highlights native life, focusing on wildlife and pollinator health in Europe urban and rural areas. Final story uh, in regard to the local Indiana scene, uh, local Hamilton High School cracks down on mental health with recent release of statistics. Between 2019 and today, there has been a 51, a 51% increase of ER visits um, for teenage girls and a 4% increase um, in teenage boys in regard to suspected suicide attempts. So in combatants to that statistic, Southeastern High is bringing this to light through the Bring Change to Mind Club to create a cognitive open space to express and to gather. So way to go to Southeastern High School for prioritizing mental health. And uh, that statistic shocked me. 51% increase yeah. within two years for females. Isn't that weird? Oh, yeah. That is mind-blowing. Right? Like, 4% is like, okay, there was, you know, COVID hit, and there was a lot of changes that happened to society. But 51% for women, that's all. Right. You know, that's, it's it's kind of shitty, but it's also great that um, women are kind of stepping forward and um, owning what's going on and to taking precautions to, uh, you know, work on their mental health. I think that's, it's super inspirational. So, yeah, absolutely. you know, chins up, ladies <laughs> and boys. Um you know, it's hard out here, but definitely gets better. And feel free to reach out to your resources and reach out to your schools and your communities um, to find help because it's not it's not embarrassing to find help. It is so strong um, to prioritize your health and you will be a inspiration to others if you do so. So definitely. a um, Yeah. Yeah. Just having that open dialogue is so important. Right. Yeah. Honestly, it's just sending some love out to that community just related to mental health in general, um, with COVID and everything still happening. The, I think that the national suicide hotline, it maybe just changed, but it's, it's there. It's out there. Feel free, like contact whenever you need. There are people, there are resources willing to aid you in that process. So and then I think the last story I'll mention for today is uh, the Gisley Maxwell case picks up next week, Thursday, as the prosecution rested its case with the fourth and final accuser um, who took the stand. So the prosecution has completed their, um, their argument and the case, and it will pick up next Thursday. I definitely would say keep an eye at case specifically because rich people have a tendency to throw distractions and work with other people to take the focus off their evil. So, you know, don't let that one slip underneath the radar for you and definitely keep awareness and keep the pressure on um, in regard to people that predatize women and children. So um, moving in the right direction there. But uh, 
yeah. other than that, I think that's all I have to say. What about you, Allie? Yeah, I would just say um, off of that, let's hold people accountable this year. Going into the new year, let's start doing it. So true. Yeah. Accountability is a great word. Yep. Hopefully we can keep health going in a right direction and keep those accountable um, and we can make brighter change for a better year. So absolutely. Um, thank you, Ali, so much for joining us for our New Year's Eve or our New Year's um, episode. Uh, we so appreciated having you on the show today. We really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. Happy to be here. Yay. Thank you so much, Indiana, for checking us out. And make sure you come back next Saturday for our uh, next podcast. And we'll have the descriptions below. You can check us out on Google Pod, YouTube, and Spotify. So have an amazing week and an amazing year, Indiana. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye.